You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. Welcome to Lowbrow from Mamma Mia. It is one story, two generations, and so much. What the f? My name's Holly Wainwright. Hi, Holly. Hi. I'm an executive editor here at Mamma Mia, and I like to look back. <laughs> On the celebrity stories that obsessed me and my generation and look at them through a new filter, i.e. the eyes of my co-host, Shannon Finlay. (laughs) Yay, Shan! (laughs) Hi, guys. My name's Shannon and I'm a writer here at Mamma Mia. And for those who don't know, Lowbrow is the show where women from two generations, that's Gen X, which is Hole, and Gen Z, which is me, Mm -hmm. tell each other stories from the pop culture archives that defined a moment in time. And today, I'm telling you about... A very interesting story. Mm. And it involves flora slash fauna. Oh, animals? Maybe just flora. Just Maybe flora. just flora. Okay. Arguably fauna. It depends actually what your opinion is at the end of this episode. Ooh. Yeah. Holly, if you weren't a podcaster or writer, what would you be? I'd be a GP. A GP? Because I'm not clever enough to be one, a doctor. No way am I clever <laughs> enough to be one. I don't have a degree. I don't have many qualifications. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to sit in an office and have people walk in all the time and tell me what's wrong with them. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and then you just send them to the hospital anyway? <laughs> and I'd be like, tell me more about your bad back. Tell me more about your sleep problems. Tell me more about why you're feeling sad today. Yeah, you'd be Dr. Wainwright. Mm-hmm. And I would be a detective. Oh. I wanted to be a detective since I was a child. Before I wanted to be a writer, actually, because I used to obsessively watch true crime docos, Law and Order SVU. As such, because I grew up watching them, I learned some pretty great skills and today we're going to be using them. And we're going to get to the bottom of the most mystifying case of 2023. Was Miley Cyrus's song, Flowers, really about Liam Hemsworth? I can buy yes. <laughs> oh, that's your case opinion. Case closed. <laughs> <laughs> this story happened while I was on holiday mm-hmm. and I love me a bit of Miley Cyrus. Yeah. I love her great. voice. She's got such a sexy voice. Yeah. And when this came out and everybody was losing it, I was kind of half tuned out. And I was like, didn't that happen ages ago that mm-hmm. her and Liam broke up? And then everyone lost their minds about it. So I would need to know everything. We first started hearing dating rumours about the pair back in 2009. It's when... a long time ago. Well, that's more than 10 years. That's 14 years. Yeah. And I was 10. Wow. I'm 24 now, How guys. How Miley? So Miley Cyrus is 30. And Liam Hemsworth is 33. Mm-hmm. They met back then when they were like filming for The Last Song, which is like the best movie ever, by the way. So the word is you're from New York. So what are you doing down here? My mom shipped me and my brother to my dad's for the summer. So as we all know, Liam's just a so beautiful was in Aussie it, man. And she was in it. So they were both love interests. Miley is sent to her father's beach house because she's a bit of a rebel and yeah she meets go sort yourself out over the summer yeah she meets Liam they hate each other at first and then they fall in love and it's just the best movie in the world okay good just for everyone that doesn't know Liam is an Aussie boy born and raised in Melbourne which um was new information to me yeah they don't look like Melbournians do they no they look like they look like Queenslanders or like Gold Coasters kids or something yeah Yeah. 100% beachy 
Yeah. And in 2009. That was not a diss, no. by the way. But like in my stereotype mind, Melbourne dudes are cooler than them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're very like yeah, golden retriever. Yeah, they're um, very golden retriever. Yeah, very true. golden retriever. Melbourne is not. Not, not, not at all. They're actually a cat, if anything. <laughs> So true. <laughs> so yeah, Liam's from Melbourne and he was very, very new to Hollywood back when they were filming the last song in 2009. He'd had a bit of experience acting on Neighbours. He was the character Josh Taylor, if anyone remembers. Mm-mm. But the last song was supposed to be his breakout role. For Miley, it was actually hers as well because for everyone that didn't know, she'd had a really, really well-established career as a Disney star. Hannah Montana. So Liam and Miley started dating during filming and then things are a bit on again, off again until news breaks that they're engaged in 2012. This is supposed to be during one of their off periods, but they break up less than a year later. This is also where we see Miley enter her rebel era. She goes through really, really big transformations in 2013. She chops all her hair off. She sports this really like cool girl pixie cut that I could never pull off. She starts wearing less clothes and twerks on Robin Thicke at the VMAs with a foam finger, Mm -hmm. which you and Em have done an episode Mm -hmm. on. You'll be able to find a link to that episode in our show notes if you feel inclined to And everybody started being like, bad girl Miley. Yeah. And everybody started being like, Liam couldn't handle it. And, you know, how embarrassing (laughs) for him and all that kind of stuff. So she drops the song Wrecking Ball. Which, if we all remember, she's sitting on that huge ball. There's just a chain, and she's swinging around on it. And, she and has she's no also, on. to be fair, she's wearing a pair of boots. She's kind of presumed to be a wild child, but really, in hindsight, it kind of feels like she just really didn't want to follow that traditional route of settling down with a nice boy and sitting in that child star era of hers. During that era, she dates all sorts of cool women and cool men, including model Stella Maxwell mm, and that. Aussie singer and soon-to-be Olympian Cody Simpson. Cody, woot woot. Yes. But I want to know, Cole, what is it about Australians that make us so desirable? <laughs> I feel like you could provide valuable insight here because <laughs> she has two Australians under her belt. It's true because I come from the other side of the world mm-hmm. and I was a sucker for that Australian guy thing. Really? Oh, massively. Why? Because (laughs) where I grew up in England, right, Mm -hmm. the north of England, which is where lots of cool music and stuff is from, and all the guys are all like skinny and pale and tortured. The stereotypical Hemsworth Aussie is like they can do stuff, you know? I remember. They can hold a hammer. Exactly. They can surf. (laughs) They can like put up a tent, change a tyre. And like mm-hmm. it's very seductive for heterosexual women who have been brought up in different kind of circumstances. Okay, interesting. And I reckon the Hemsworths play that role really well, whether mm. they really are those guys, yeah. who knows, but they look like it, don't they? They look like they work up a hard-earned thirst. A hard-earned thirst. <laughs> <laughs> what? Hard I'm just saying. Earned thirst. That is crazy. <laughs> And I reckon that Miley was like, yeah. She was like, I like that. He seems capable. He seems like he's not going to be too 
blown away by all this, you know, Hollywood stuff. Mm -hmm. He looks like he's going to take care of me. Maybe she fancied that at the time. And then she was like, actually, that's really annoying. (laughs) I want someone I can have a conversation with or a really hot Victoria's Secret model. I mean, I don't know. (laughs) Take your pick. Exactly right. Her and Liam get back together. But it's not just boyfriend and girlfriend. They announce that they're engaged, (laughs) which is a way to come back to the internet, a way to announce that you're in a it's relationship. It's a band-aid situation. Yeah. People mm-hmm. do this. They get back together and they go, we're all in now. We're yeah. going to get married. It's going to fix everything. Mm-hmm. Guess what? <laughs> Doesn't fix everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, you might be disappointed to hear that two years later they got married. I remember that. Yes. I remember the pictures. Yes. It was very like. Low-key. They were very... in like a log cabiny mm-hmm. situation. Yeah. She wore a proper like wedding dress thing, yeah. but they were like, it seemed like there weren't very many people there. Yeah. I was kind of happy, I feel like. Maybe because I love the last song, but I was like, oh my God, this is like destiny. <laughs> but in 2020, they are donezo. So you were very right, Holly. It was a Band-Aid. And the Band-Aid came off like every stinky Band-Aid does. Yeah. Sinks to the bottom of the pool. <laughs> so they've been split up for three years. So in 2018 they get married and then in 2019, a little over a year later, media reports start coming out that they are separating. Mm. So they were together for less, they're about married. a year. Yeah, about a year. Band-Aid, And Band-Aid. eventually they file for the divorce. 2020, it's all official. And you'd think that would be the end of the story, but uh, no, because in 2023, Miley releases her own song called Flowers and it blows up instantly. It's on repeat everywhere you go. You cannot escape it. And this is what I like to call the independent era. (laughs) I'm just naming it that. I don't actually know if that's the official title yet. Why do we think, right, if this song is supposed to be about him, Mm-hmm. Why is it taking three years? That's what I'm like. Normally, yeah. if you're Ariana Grande or someone, like you've got a song out about your ex boyfriend yeah. within a week. Yep, exactly. Taylor right. Swift does not wait three years. Oh, actually, she does. She likes a cold pen. Yes, yeah, so I know. Stab she... you through the heart yeah. with. <laughs> oh my God. So we do think that Miley, that it definitely is about him. I will reserve my opinion. I'm going to let you be the judge. Based on all the evidence, because this is where the investigation really starts okay. to, you know, this is where take the detective hate. work. Yeah, because I'm like a journalist and I have journalistic integrity or whatever. I'm going to take you through all of that. This is the whole list we've compiled. So she wore a blazer in the music video, Flowers, which has a very distinctive lapel, and fans really believe it was to throw shade at Liam, because he also wore Fire a, a blazer. With a lapel once <laughs> to her. <laughs> People have too much time on their hands. True or not true? Not true. Okay. Jennifer Lawrence starred in The Hunger Games alongside Liam. Oh, yes. And she admitted to kissing him off screen before. Ooh. As such, fans think Miley strategically wore a similar gold dress for her music video. True or not? No. Okay. I'm not, I'm not falling for that one. That's okay. just style. That's yep. just fashion. People think Miley recreated the Joker dance in her music video because it's Liam's favourite movie. 
What's the Joker dance? <laughs> the Joker dance. It's kind of like I'm gonna, from I'm the Joker. Gonna need to and they kind of like go like that and like you're running at the same time. Oh, I think so. She does that in the song. Yeah. And that's his favorite film. But what did, Apparently. I, I do blame Taylor Swift for all this like Easter egg <laughs> bullshit. Like, that is so true. If you're thinking that hard about like what dance I'm going to put in because that's mm. his favorite film. Now I'm still not buying it. I need some more direct references. Here's another one. Jennifer Lawrence was once filmed jumping into a pool. So obviously Miley jumped into a pool for her music video. Apparently jumping in a pool is a J-Law thing. <laughs> Don't uh, argue about it. <laughs> Lots of people jump into pools. I jumped into a pool on my holiday last uh, night. Allegedly. It's, <laughs> that's not confirmed. <laughs> so true or false? Still not taking it. Okay. No. This is a big one. So this rumour circulated on Twitter. That's where it began. The house that was used for the music video is the same house that Liam Hemsworth allegedly used to have his affairs with 14 other women. Now, if that's true, that is definitely evidence. But how do we know about the 14 affairs? Who knows about that? I've never heard about it before. A verified Twitter account. Does she say 14 affairs? She's never mentioned an affair. If that's true, yes. I haven't seen the receipts about the 14 affairs. <laughs> so in her music video, she performed a dance move that got her in trouble with Liam at the Vanity Fair's after party a few years back. <gasps> and people think that she's making that dance move to be like, ha fuck you. It's a very subtle dance there, Miles. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Maybe, but then maybe she just likes to do that and maybe she was busy doing that. There are so many clips of him on the red carpet where he's kind of like, put it away, behave, and you're just like, you dickhead. As if you don't like that. You're just trying to show her up. Yeah. I don't approve. The last piece of evidence is probably maybe the biggest piece of evidence. So the entire song, Flowers, is... It's like an Just, anthem about singlehood, It's right? an anthem, yes, but it's also a response with similar lyrics to Bruno Mars's song, When I Was Your Man. That I should have brought you flowers and held your hand. Which is apparently the song that Liam sang to her on their wedding day, which we do not have proof of because there was like three photos of that wedding. Can he sing? I <laughs> don't think so. <laughs> And I'm going to say no. That I song, mean, I love that song, but that is not a very wedding-y song. That's a breakup song. <laughs> That's like, I should have brought you flowers. I wish you were still my girl. That's basically what that song's about. Mm-hmm. Why would he sing that to her on his wedding day? I think from what we have seen of Liam, it's not very um, bright. There's no <laughs> brightness there. You don't think he's thought that through? He's just like, this no. is a nice song. I think he was like, this is my favourite song. You will love it, babe. You will absolutely love it. So the lyrics that are the same, I'll just quickly read them. Bruno Mars says, I should have bought you flowers and held your hands, should have gave you all my hours when mm, I had the chance. Good song. Yep, Miley's song, I can buy my own flowers, mm-hmm. write my name in the sand, talk to myself for hours, say things you don't understand, which... Oh, I love it. I mean, it does See, confirm the bright is, thing. This is the best bit. Yeah. This is it. <laughs> okay, so now that you've heard all the evidence, you can collate that all together in your mind. What... Like Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> what do you think? I think the song's Detective about Liam. Okay. You but do? I, th- I do. I okay. think the song is about, like, it's a single girl anthem. So she's probably had another breakup or two since Liam, right? I doubt mm. she's been single for three years. She is Miley after all. I like Miley likes yeah. to party. She's got a lot of songs about that. Yeah. But 
I think it probably is, especially with the flowers reference, but mm-hmm. I think we're all looking a little bit too hard in the Easter egg department. 100%. As I will reconfirm that I blame Taylor Swift for this. <laughs> Sometimes a gold dress is just a gold dress. I think like with this song like flowers it can be shady but I personally don't believe that was her intention she's kind of like in this new it's independence more of a Lizzo era. kind of like yeah like being it's a on story. your own is great yeah isn't it? like that's it, kind of what the song's about like being single is awesome yeah and I feel like she's kind of saying like I'm all about myself now and nothing's holding me back hence the independence era which I penned the trained mark is pending it is doing well. I mean, it knocked Antihero by Taylor Swift off the number one spot. It's her second number one hit since Wrecking Ball, meaning both her songs have something to do about her breakups with Liam. <laughs> and the song went to number one in 14 countries. And that's why I wanted to bring this story to you because we always accuse female artists of using their music to get back at their ex. For example, Taylor Swift. Mm, which, they you know, aforementioned. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, sometimes the song is to get back. <laughs> Beyonce had an old album. Surely it's got to be a perk of the job, right? Yeah, 100%. That's your right. You're writing about your life and sometimes it's not about your life. And they've been doing that for so many years. Do men do it too? <laughs> men do it too. Yeah, men do it too. Justin Timberlake did it. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. It's about yep. Britney. Actually, that was really bitchy because he yeah. even put the lookalike Britney in the video. Like that was not an Easter egg. That was a this is Britney cheating yeah. on me video. This is way too subtle. We've got way too subtle. What did we learn? What we've learned is lemons, lemonade. Bad breakup, bad dude. Mm-hmm. Write a song about it. Take a leaf out of Beyonce's literal lemonade book mm-hmm. or our aforementioned Tay-Tay with All Too Well. You could even <laughs> re-record it in a few years, make it 10 minutes long, make a video with a lookalike guy from Liam in it and people will lap that shit up because we all love a bit of gossip. Mm-hmm. Lemons, lemonade, go mine. Thank you so much for listening to Lowbrow next week. It's my turn to tell Shannon a story from the Generation X creaking old archives. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 24 now, so I'm not far behind you. That's true. You're so old now. <laughs> if you have a topic you want us to cover on Lowbrow, you can email us at podcast at mamamia.com.au or call the pod phone on 02899-9386. We'd also love you to rate or review if you love what we do here at Lowbrow. The executive producer of Lowbrow is Talissa Bazaz and audio production by Leah Porges. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.